Uh, yo, greetings everybody. This is Wesley Peppers, the Artist Podcast. This is episode 132. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, just before we get to like this, um, to all my new returning listeners, much love, man. Much love to all of that. Uh, please check out, I'm working on Genaro um, Talks Football Podcast. We broadcast recording like twice a week. We talk everything football, so look out for that. That is definitely a thing to do. And the African Genius that I do with Uncle Asal Devalan, um, that playlist is up on the channel as well. So please look out for those. Again, no past episodes. And then, of course, there's the whole okay, of many other episodes. So if you're into art and processes and stuff like that, especially in South Africa, or South African-based artists, or at least Pan-African as art, this is definitely the platform for you. Um, just before we get into I guess, um, I swear it's like 48, 40, probably 50 degrees where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, it's hot today, but um, yeah, I mean, we love the, we love the heat. <laughs> uh, my brother, are you doing my thing? Yeah. No, I'm alright, my brother. Just to Thanks make you it out, my name is... Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so, Matelas. Okay. Pardon about that. Um, it's um, and I said it's pretty, it's pretty hot here by me today. Things is good. Um, are you based in? Are you recording from Joburg now, or are you in Lesotho? No, no, no. I'm actually in Pochestruom. Pochestruom. In the north. You're living there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm living here now. Oh, okay. Some of the projects that I'm doing regarding heritage preservation and the like. Yeah, for sure, and we'll get to, and we'll get and to. And now you are through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I turn off the video. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, um. Yeah, man. So um. Before we, um. Before we get into your, before we get into work, just give us like a. I always ask like a brief uh, about like who you are, uh, what type of work you do, and that type of thing. Just like a, you know, just a few one nights, just to give us some perspective, and then we'll take everything from there. All right. Yeah. As you, you had mentioned, my name is Paul Khaliso Matela Zisiwe. I'm an artist and I use a variety of artistic tools to be storytelling and to interrogate a variety of social issues. And as I just mentioned now, to also use any possible artistic tool that I can get my hand on and to preserve some old heritage while archiving some newer heritage, which will be archives of the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's interesting. That's interesting. It's interesting how you put it. I was actually, it's actually, it's actually very interesting how um, how artists sort of describe themselves. Um, it's never, it's never really like how you know. Um, in the in, uh, I guess in marketing, everything is always boxed off and it always has very specific labels. Yeah, yeah. What my experience is, ninety nine percent of the guys don't don't subscribe to any of that. Really, it's just like on our websites or you know social media, you'll have like all these very specific uh, uh, things for for monetary purposes, yeah, of like, course. Yeah, but primarily I work in documentary filmmaking, and as a documentary filmmaker, I also ended up branching it to what I call video poems. In the general term would have been video art, yeah. which I'm very interested in. Yeah, dealing with some abstractions of the reality that we seemingly see and hear every day, but just twisting it into other forms that 
even question our own perspectives, you know. So as a documentary filmmaker, it also speaks to my writing as a researcher and a poet and a short story writer because in essence, when I'm writing, be it a poem or short story, I'm documenting events which are there within my immediate reality. And yes, yeah, my writing might seem a bit too individualistic, but perhaps that is because I, I'm telling everything from the vantage point of Khaliso Matela, you know, as opposed to like speaking for a community or a variety of other perspectives. And I'm not yeah, saying that my writing does no. No, 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 continue. Yeah, I'm not saying that my writing doesn't speak of to, of community or to community. As a matter of fact, my literary work is based on community yeah. and the observations that I make among the, the townships that I live in and the cities that I live in. So all of all of that, even though it speaks to community, is still told from the perspective of this little mind with its own, you know, ideas with its own true set of eyes and yeah. Perspectives, yeah, influences. Yeah, man. So that's that's very cool, my brother. Thanks, man. Um and I um let's jump into it man. Um, or rather let's um let's get into the work. So I was checking out your blog in the Rational Diary. Firstly, um just tell us the name. Why did you why did you why did you choose an irrational diary? It sounds rational. Yeah, and it is quite irrational. If you look at it, it's not necessarily in the classical, it's not written in the classical sense, like of a diary or as entries per day, but there were parts of it which are sort of like written like that. Actually, it started off as a diary of space given. It was back in 2011 when I started this whole idea of putting my writing on, on the net. And actually, that came about due to let's blatantly put it, I, I couldn't find publishers for whatever I was writing. You know you would send something to that yeah. publishing house. and But one friend suggested to me that, hey, man, I, I can't publish your stuff. My publication house is like also folding. So my only suggestion is just blog, just blog. Put all your, your writing on this. Let it be your book type thing, you know. So I, so I started that blog. And just started writing whatever I, you know, sort of interacted with. You know, I would even so write about what music sessions that I did. Essays, was opinion pieces, was it poetry? Where what type of writing was? Yeah, you see now that type of classification. Also, I kind of I don't know how to hold <laughs> myself within it <laughs> because as I do say, I used to like do gigs and. I'd be watching tabs, you know, like flipping his rhymes, and I'd be mesmerized. And I'd write a piece about it. I would be watching Liceo's poetry performances. I would be watching anything at the Freedom Station and write about it. And I would go to a gallery and see some paintings and write about my feelings about the work. And then I end up putting it on my blog. So it wasn't really like sort of opinion pieces, which I don't know, it sounds kind of like academic for me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like expressions of what I felt at any given time, you know. And obviously, yeah. over the evolution of the blog, it started developing a kind of character now. Oh. And it was then associated with, you know, being it like reviews of other people's books. I oh. even do reviews of other people's documentaries and the like. So there's quite a variety of writing that goes into that blog, which is That's like interesting. my public. 
that's that, that that's interesting uh when you say you couldn't find a publisher um was that uh i mean clearly that led to um that that, that um that led to another part um so so yeah. so where was it that you that that you, that you decided that you had this large volume of work that you want to move into film and like what was it about the work that sort of inspired the story as like i'm going to work you know i'm going to use the camera for this one or this one or whatever you know i i can't say there was a point where the body of work that i created especially the literary work uh guided me towards the filmic work because they were all happening simultaneously if that's what i could say uh, i've been shooting documentaries since like uh, i dropped out of drama school and then the first documentary that i did was based on my trying to understand the uh, street kids and their lives in pretoria okay i had met a couple of them on the street and they lived in this abandoned building which happened to be a uh, garage for one of you know one of the reses for pretoria technocon at that time it was called tempo i don't know what it's called now so i ended up befriending these kids and i wasn't intending to write a journalistic piece about their life on the streets blah 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 i wasn't even thinking of writing a story about uh them these kids which i met on the street so i literally took the camera that i had and just followed them around for a period of a year and then from there i would suppose them that that audiovisual record of the existence in itself became something that i could even try and manipulate through textualizing it or making it into a book i just like had it as a filmic and audiovisual record of their lives now i've never even tried to write about that experience for be it a literary piece or not as as i do say right now i'm doing some documentaries here in butcherstown about okay my concern also is about the erasure of black presences within these uh, museums and these heritage sites i mean there seems to be like a concerted erasure there as though we didn't have photographs of our old folk in 1902 but you walk into a museum and you do not find such and they they are quite scarce and well there are select museums which have contributed towards bringing forth that sort of forgotten heritage into the present museums and some of the museum curators are trying to you know like literally invite the black experience within museums and literally start to detect it and that's where i started to use my documentary film making to document the history of these various heritage sites without necessarily writing a historical journal about the history of the heritage site itself but speaking to historians and getting their perspectives you know from the contemporary perspective from the contemporary about those museums those concentration camps memorials about what is represented in your Tosha's house museum and questioning things like why is in the Josie Mbama house museum in Bochestrom you know using then my documentary film making and research skills towards uh pushing for heritage preservation that's interesting man um the all the old conflict behind and i'm calling it conflict because uh most uh museums are sort of out of touch with the average of african they don't get nearly as much traffic in and you know into the museum and they have all these large uh there's all this abundance of history archives etc etc so 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 let's just let's just focus on that point for for now before we get like deep into your work. um um let me just give you my point of view um i've i've got some i've met through my you know i work primarily as a visual artist or i used to 
I don't really fight that much anymore, but that's another story. Um, and I used to love work, man. I still do, by the way. My brother, um, my story is um, my story is complicated, man. COVID, COVID changed everything, and I pivoted oh, yeah. um, like to podcasting, yeah. and I'm actually developing an app. Um, I just got, and it sort of, and it, and it sort of ties into to 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 to, to what I want to say because, um, and then firstly, thank you, <laughs> thank you for the for. for <laughs> Um, Good, man. You're way back in Newtown days, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. been, it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, and that's actually what I want to make a point about that, and and that's also why I want to talk to more filmmakers and people who work in uh in um in um in film, primarily, is that most of these um museums, as I said, are sort of out of touch with the other with the, with the average South African. But here we have this new technological age where we have where we now have 5G and we have developing 6G. We have virtual rooms. We have, we have, we have, we have this entire, um, not just a platform, this entire dimension, which is sort of, I feel, very untapped. In, and I feel a lot of museums are not really tech savvy. They're not, they're not, and then they're not using it because that's how you get hold of young people is to pull them into the tech, is through, is through a device. And one of the mediums for that is film, is, is, is video. Um, um, it's accessible, it's quick, and there's also various ways of manipulate, manipulating it, chopping it up, editing it, blah, 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 to make it accessible and make it, you know, understand quick, faster, and so forth and so forth. And, and I sort of want to talk about your role um, 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 in terms of that. So, so I just want to reference that film that, that, that video I was watching earlier um, with, uh, I think it was in Kruger store, um, um, with, that, with, that, with that museum there. And the lady says that, like, you know, they get X amount of school kids in, and they're sort of looking to develop a sort of a mobile unit type of thing where they can reach out. I mean, I hear what she's saying, but I think it's very primitive, man. I think like a mobile unit, I, I don't see how young, young kids, if you go to any township and just put that up, I don't see them interacting with that. In fact, they might, like, what is this? You know, and I used to see all these old ass. So what's your what's your opinion about that, man? And then we can talk about are you using your film to sort of you know to break that wall? Yes, and or I like the way you say break that wall because I'm very aware that our young black brothers and sisters are not inclined towards even a library in the middle of yeah. the road in a yeah, yeah. in a VW Kombi. People don't go there to like hire out books. Now that you're gonna try and bring. Uh, slides and let's say uh, pull up banners of history and then you would suppose that yeah, I understand what you're talking about the primitive uh, nature of that suggestion but at the same time I'm not agreeing with her there are many other innovative ways that can be used as you do say much of the young generation are mobile and they are on apps and on actual the internet and integrating all these new technologies in their whole museum culture, their heritage preservation culture. I mean, even the technology itself is working already within archaeology of those, uh, be it the concentration camps. You know, now those technologies are helping to identify some of the remains, DNA tests and blah, blah, blah. But media can break that wall where our people can now start who literally see as they are watching a TikTok, but you know, through your TikTok channel, you have that virtual uh, gallery that you are talking about, having the actual museum, the house being 
formed and then constructed into a virtual museum as opposed to literally a mobile one in a truck because that would be quite logistically a nightmare. Yeah. You can't yeah. be transporting some of these artifacts. Some of them are frail. Some of them are, you know. Although those experiments, I must admit, my brother, we did when I used to work at the Film Resource Unit. And there, when we were doing what we called audience development campaigns, we would literally go then to the, be it Mofol or Dube or any other township and put up a screen at night and and 16 millimeter projector and like set up the whole thing with the assistance of some of the interested youths in that township. So in essence, we were also now inculcating a culture of them realizing that they can be part of preserving this filmic heritage and also teaching them the vulnerabilities of this heritage. You see, now the closer you can get them into museums, for instance, it will be a, a step closer towards getting them to stop vandalizing these museums because yeah. there is going to be a point where, uh, there's going to be a point where this cancel culture is going to evolve to a vandalistic campaign where many of these heritage sites will be deemed an African enough or non-representative enough to a point that our uninformed or misinformed uh, uh, brothers and sisters will go and start burning the Fortrecker monument or something without actual actual proper exposure and understanding of the importance of be it the brutal history that this thing represents, you know, and all those kind of dynamics that go into an appreciation of the past in whatever form it comes in. So, yeah, that's I mean, a, the argument of taking mobile museums can be extended. I mean, it doesn't have to be mobile museums, you know. At least with documentaries, it's more mobile than if I have filmed uh, that museum and given it a bit of history from the head curator and make it a 25-minute that can be on YouTube. Eventually, a child in Kanana sees it and says, whoa, I didn't actually know what was happening in that prison, that actually it was a black people's prison, even though it had a bunch of whites. You know, all those kind of historical facts which somehow never got to be known. All of a sudden, through that little documentary, they can now be exposed and then entice a newer generation of museum and heritage lovers. Um, let me actually ask you, um, Sami, in, in working with all these museums, do you do you get a sense that they're interested in expanding, in uh, 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 in, in growing um, in, into the sort of tech bus, or, or do you still feel that but rigid? There is an extreme rigidity. <clears throat> For instance, when, okay, you are speaking a uh, of this documentary about the Clackstock Museum. The first one that I did here in Pochastrom is about the three sister churches, the Enchia churches. Since their establishment in the early 1800s, the church split three times, and that is often overlooked in history. And one of the, the last split was where the white congregants decided that they do not want to commune with people of color. And then this knowledge is there among the predicants and the domineers who are sitting in the Senate, you know, the people who are, let's say, the governing bodies of this mother church, which was also a state church. And then now going to museums to go uncover the archives of all these things, you meet a whole lot of old school curators, I'm telling you, like Danis and Uoms, who just don't understand why a black kid would be interested in telling a story of an Afrikaner character without realizing that I'm connecting the dots. So that first opposition from the curators themselves, 
having to beg for access to archives and them assuming that I'm not going to be careful enough. That is also another thing that we face, let alone now having to tell that old curator person with his own antiquated ideas about preserving only certain history, telling them to digitize the archive. It becomes a spectacle. Like, for instance, now they've started to drive towards convincing the municipality to buy the the scanner, you know, it's could they talking millions and millions and they're trying to raise funds uh, here in Pochestrom in order to start digitizing the archives. But it takes like three years of just suggesting the thing before somebody else comes three years later and says, oh man, you, that was a good idea. So, yeah, it takes too long to change. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and by the time technology, they catch up with it, it's already Yeah, like, it's too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is just as tested mm. because tech is moving at a rapid, rapid pace. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a frustrating uh, uh that's actually a frustration that's shared by many thinkers, mm. which is why I sort of wanted to um, and also the lack of and also the lack of including younger generations within the actual That's the point I wanted to bring in. That's the point I wanted to yeah, bring because in. The, uh, yeah, but uh, can continue. No, 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 sort of, sort of yeah, continue. And there is also that lack. Yeah, yeah, there is a reluctance among those old historians because they also have that, uh, <clears throat> I do not know, uh, we can call it pride of knowledge or experience or whatnot, where they feel like they were there and during those times. So it's their right to preserve these things. And the generation of today, we are so finicky. We don't understand the historical value of all those artifacts. They really assume that we are just internet junkies, people who do not want to see a vellum boss of painting hanging in an actual museum, you know? So that reluctance among the elderly generation, especially of heritage preservationists, is also hindering this uh, <clears throat> progress towards the digitizing of our archives and obviously, there are artifacts which cannot be digitized or 3D printed or whatnot. They still need to be authentically there in order for them to represent the time and a period and a culture. But things like photographs, you know, those things should be long digitized. And then it will only take this older generation of heritage preservationists allowing for the newer generation who are tech savvy, who are clued up about these new apps, who are even more now, all of a sudden, most of my generation are concerned about the destruction of these heritage sites. Because really, some of us are not as, you know, yeah, we, we really want to help preserve history. So if they can just start allowing this generation of young tech-savvy heritage preservationists to work together and collaborate with those knowledgeable older people, it could make for a wonderful new wave, I think, within the wanna... whole museum. I want to sort of expand about your um, your role in all of this and where you're sort of placing yourself and like uh, the work you are doing um, um, around that. But before we get to that, I just want to raise another point about like the, let me just say naivety towards towards tech. I just want to raise this point. Like I've, I've noticed this on this platform because uh, I try to talk to everybody, man, from your music to, to the written word and so forth, and visual art and so forth. And there's a, and there's a consistent naivety Last year, the beginning of last year, in January, around about this year, ugh, this time last year, um, I was trying to do a series on AI, 
Um, that's when ChatGPT got launched. And um, also sort of to educate myself about ChatGPT. And I was going out asking people, um, um, what's your opinion? Nobody really gave it, you know. Um, and then later on, um, a brother of um, obtained art, they're doing like fucking great work. Man. You must check them out. Um, 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 they are uh, they, uh, they digital um, uh, art gallery. Um, he actually uh, uh, was, was telling me that um, that some artists were actually now all of a sudden getting depressed uh, because ChatGPT is, uh, you know, they generate. So, so cats that's making a loving of portraits is almost null and void, you know, like I can, I can just prompt ChatGPT to, to do a better one quicker. Um, and I found that story very interesting because from being naive to what's happening to being depressed to what's happening, those are very two extremes over a very short period. And there's so little knowledge based around that. And like I've noticed that, as I said, cross-board, man. Do you get a similar sense in working in your space about that? Yeah, I, I get that similar sense. Possibly I was one of those guys who last year didn't really get the gist of why Hollywood uh, producers were fighting and, you know, like, yeah. what is happening? And now this morning, incidentally, I was watching this uh, documentary about, well, what do they call it, Sora, OpenAI Sora, the one that actually creates scenes and actual shots yes. out of yeah, 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 prompts, you know, like textual yeah. prompts. It's an interesting yeah. Yeah, like literally showing us that AI is re is replacing the drone, uh, the drone operator, the camera operator. It's replacing the animator. It's replacing a whole lot of like personnel within the film industry, and that in itself left me a bit, hey, what depressed for a degree, you know, but not necessarily like, you know, it made me think. Yeah, but yeah, I get maybe that depression and whatnot, the extreme of it. And I also think that it has to do with the rapidity of this transformation because literally nine months or 10 months is quite a short space of time for an artificial intelligence to have amassed so much uh, capabilities, you know, uh, meaning that within the next six months, as much as it, I think we're going to see a telescoping of how AI is going to evolve to a point that this thing will be evolving every little second to a point that we are not going to catch up with. And as artists, also, yes, I would suppose that. Uh, there's also. No, a, I suppose that. No, no, continue, continue, continue. Yeah, and I'm supposing that as artists, we also have to be cognizant of this evolution, which is totally rapidly outpacing any of our human other developments, you know, and, and maybe finding ways of integrating AI into art practice could have been a solution but that is also questionable because it seems these software can literally do a better painting than van gogh you know the other time i was hearing that an ai or uh, finished one of hemingway's two lines or three lines that he wrote and then the ai made an entire short story from hemingway hemingway's lines so all that kind of things are like hey man they are free it's, um, it's actually it's actually it's actually it's actually quite 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 a day. I mean, I'm sure you've also read like it's also like the Beatles released a new song not too long ago. I mean John Lennon died in the eighties. Um so and it's getting smarter and smarter. I sort of wanna 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 end off this point with this is that um I just feel that there's a real need for to educate 
or to share knowledge to our daughters about capabilities because I, as much as I do think that it's limiting us, um, or at least for now, and it might cut off certain markets, I, I, I do think there's also opening up other markets. And for, I want to just give a, a quick example about portraits. Um, if you prompt AI to do a bunch of portraits, that should get abandoned very quickly, um, almost like memes. Um, you can't... Um, and 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 AI works of what you give it. So 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 if you so 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 it's a it's a it's a really interesting. It's it's almost a partnership. It's almost a relationship with AI. What you what what are you prompting it versus what are you keeping? And I and 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 I do think that the authentic human creativity you can't um, maybe <laughs> maybe to the end of the year, maybe two years, maybe they'll get maybe six G. But at least for now, I don't think you can you can you can fabricate that. And I do think that there's value. Uh, another example, like with records versus streaming, I mean, I mean, records is much more valuable. Art is actually printing more records now than they have, let's say, 15 years ago or so forth, because, you know, there's, there's this human, there's this human nature that people crave for, no, and they can't, can't replicate that. That's just an interesting point, and it's very interesting to hear what you, I sort of want to expand on your role in all of this now. And your different filmmaking, and maybe talk about some of your processes. But before we get there, um, the session is actually running out now. So what I what I do is um, I'll just send you another link, and then can we and then we can talk about your um, you know yeah, your role within, in this. Yeah, You're right industry that? That is, yeah, no, that's that's cool. It'll give All me right, a time for. Cool. All right, you need like you need like five minutes or something, or could I'll I do it immediately? So. Yeah, do it immediately. That's fine. Right. Cool. I'll get a week for them. I'll admit, look, uh -huh. I, I will. I, I will admit that I'm a I'm a laddite in many in many regards when it comes to technologies, even the ones that I'm using. But as I did say a bit earlier, that as a filmmaker, much of my content eventually ends up online which is the domain of artificial intelligence literally my creative work will enhance what you might call the data assimilation and accumulation of this artificial intelligence to yeah. even find out more about humans than it already does yeah but similarly as much as as an artist i'm concerned about how AI will change, I might say, the spiritual dimensionality of my artwork. Will AI be able to produce an artwork that can seemingly speak? You get what I'm telling you? Because I'm there are so paintings you watch that you, you, you look at perhaps in a museum or in a gallery and somehow the artwork in itself has the language of the artist and that language in itself it could be their song or their pain or their what but somehow when you're looking at this artwork you you, you feel that human connection now my question now becomes well an ai producing something similar to or completing van Gogh's and finished painting will, will that painting in itself still have any of the spiritual dimensions which Fan Gogh um, would have imparted? I think, the, I think uh, the short answer is no. 
But I think yeah. I think I think that's for now. I I if there's if there's one thing, look, I'm also no tech guru, so so I'm only talking about uh, what about what I'm reading and what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. to other people. But um, my 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 understanding is is is, is that that the, that the AI is what. <coughs> Is that the, is that the AI is working with data that's already out there, um, so 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 it can it can only work with that. It can't. Um, I don't think it can. Uh, I don't think it can. I don't think it has a soul, basically. But um, I think my hello, you still there? I, I hadn't seen it, and it produced that entire beachfront. It produced Nigeria, a, a street scene in Nigeria, and I don't suppose that an AI, it just I took a whole lot of pictures from people's phones or whatnot in order to create a projection of Nigeria in 2045. I mean, that is like hectic to just think about, you know? But yes, I do understand that it, this uh, artificial interfaces can assist in the distribution and the proliferation of whatever artistic products we come up with. I mean, you are making a very good example earlier about museums. When I was doing the quarantine residency during COVID, which eventually got exhibited in Shanghai, the actual curators of the, of the residency, they took all our artwork and created a digital gallery online where we could all just go and interact yeah. as artists from yeah. various places. And even audiences themselves could come into that space, which was like mind-blowing for me as an artist who hasn't actually experienced such a, a thing. I mean, I see it happening and taking our art very far to a point if we have some kind of a tech hub in the township, then literally you would have whatever artistic content, whatever museum there is in South Africa, in that tech hub of a high school and they can interact with those museums uh, on a virtual plane of sorts. And that I see helping, for instance, the cultural industry, you know, the heritage industry, the, the people who are still trying to entice this newer generation into you know, an appreciation of the past and the artifacts that prove our evolution as a species. Uh, yeah, man. Like, 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 like. Just to just just to answer. Like, yeah. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think the best thing the best thing for us to do now to understand it is to understand and to get as much information to and, and to follow. And at least that's what that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm um and and and, I, and I'm engaging with as many artists as I can, getting their viewpoints, especially like how they want to use it. I'm very interested in how artists want to collaborate with it, as opposed to the fear. I'm kind of kind of don't try to focus on the the taking my job because the truth is is that my job was always at risk like as an artist is always at risk it's nothing new to me <laughs> so so I I, 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 you. the last 20 yeah. years prepared me for this you I'm not I, I don't I don't I don't know that fear so 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 in terms of the the collaborating the point you are raising, and then that's something I'm personally also working on, is that virtual um, gallery. I think there's a hell of a big future there. Um, I think that will mm -hmm. also take um, some of the power away from art galleries because they regulate. They are too rigid and too yeah. rigid, yeah. And, and it's such a closed, such a closed society. Um, um, and 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 I'm very critical about that. 
And then I think this thing opens it up. Most concerning thing, I'm sorry, just to maybe just before we close, we're talking about how galleries are these insulated spaces. We're talking about how galleries are these insulated spaces with like totally rigid structures and corporate uh, interests, which just go beyond the artists themselves. Uh, Yes, the AI, uh, the artificial space might liberate us from the politics of the gallery owner and blah, blah, blah. But still, my concern becomes, once this gallery is online, is it still the artists who do, or is it like now another software's gallery? That's a good point. That's a, that's a good point. Um, that's something, personally, we did and not which software and what algorithms constructed that software let me, did it? Let, let me explain it to you like this. Um, let, me, let, me, let me explain to you. At, at, uh, well, I clearly can't comment on, on everybody else. I'm going to comment on what we're building. Is that the app... The yeah, app that, the, the recording is... A... Oh, the one is that... Is better? Yeah, that's better. Is, is, is the sound better? Okay. So, yeah, totally. so, so, so what we're trying to build is, 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 is exactly that. is a platform where... where where, where artists put up, put up their work, it'll eventually be put up in a, in a virtual gallery, but the artist gets to manage it. So, so the artist gets to interact, you know, they, they get prompted if there's, let's just say there's a client, there's people who want to know about the work. The, the, the artist the itself, they'll, 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 there's, there's an app on your phone that you'll be able to access directly and you'll be able to talk. Whether AI will be able to do that for you, possibly, possibly, mm-hmm. but um, I'm like, let's rather let's rather build uh, or rather let's rather start off just just building that platform getting artists to sort of manage it and getting the artists to understand how to or, or, or how to collaborate with the ai and then we can sort of work with that information i um yeah. i'm trying not to um i'm trying to look as far as uh as, as as a technology that we have available in south africa today and our and our and our uh uh, I mean, like we have load shedding, and I mean that thing knocks out cell towers, and 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 you know, there's 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 all these glitches and so forth and so forth. So so we have a uniquely different situation in South Africa as we do in parts, as we do in Zim versus um, yeah. um you know Texas or, or or even the UK. So 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 yeah. so, I think it's a it's a there's not a straight answer. There's not a a a, a, a very straight answer. But I think like this type of conversation is important so we can share information and can see what we can, how, how yeah. we can because I think the only way forward is to put and out also, conversation. Yeah, yeah go so for it. this conversation needs also those antagonistic perspectives. You you are pro collaborating with artificial intelligence, but as we have seen the evolution of it, be it in the states and the profiling of black brothers and sisters and how this artificial yeah, intelligence... Yeah, there's a big racial bias around it, for sure. Yeah, for sure. How will we then create these algorithms, these... Uh, uh, utilize those algorithms and those AI that's why, software... That's why, that's why I'm trying to more with developers than with, them, than, with them, than with other artists. I guess, on my, my personal side, the art industry frustrated me. Yeah, it just it just it just just frustrated me, and I know I'm not alone. There. I know I'm not alone. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'm trying to collaborate more with more developers. They are the guys that can give me that can give us answers like that. 
and 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 yeah. that's the relationship and the other thing is also we're dealing in the ethics of ai we should also be involved in this conversation that is that is that's a that's a very good point that, that that's a that is that's a very good point. i i i think i read an article once where somebody prompted the ai to 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 give positive images of black people and it couldn't what gave some yeah. stupid some, some yeah. really abstract no, stereotypes um so like Shit, man, I must, I must get my facts in. Just for my listeners, don't quote me on this because my brain was scattered right now, yeah, but I know it was a little sound somebody, of ours is a bit. Somebody, somebody prompted it to, 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 to. Yeah, but uh, basically it's, I don't think it could give a black doctor or a black. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah, something, black, something that will associate with Caucasian people that will be, you know, you can yeah. find an image like that sometime. So, so it was along those lines. But I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can look at it even further. Uh, these, um, these AI bots also playing a big and TikTok and the type of yeah. videos that you are getting there. And I know YouTube, all these platforms are, are busy implementing it. And yes, there's a racial bias in around it. That's why I'm saying is that we as creators should collaborate more with these developers. And these developers are kids, man. These are young fellas that yeah. still. Yeah. And they are not aware of certain moral, I don't know, boundaries or whatnot. We might just call them. Some of these young ones, they are even worse, perhaps, than their white supremacist designers who were visiting <laughs> these computers back in, like, in the 80s. Now, these kids have got their own diluted ideas already of what this, what that, what this. And then when they come in, they should have like um, some kind of moral and ethical grounding which can only come from possibly people who are dealing in issues of ethics within this whole ai space you know people who will actually start explaining to these young developers of these apps concepts of a soul all of a sudden do you remember that movie ghost in the machine that we all liked and that back in the days yeah the anime yeah the ghost in the machine you know which is like the machine now have the soul you know concepts like those now we need a generation that will be delving into such philosophical concepts while developing apps which are going to augment be it our art our our entire lives you know without you know i don't know making us no, look like um i i i i agree and that's why that's why i'm personally from personhood i'm involving myself in that i don't think there's a future for 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 artists to work like we used to via a publishing house via gallery via music uh, 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 I think that is, and I think they know it as well. To be, to be honest, that's why they're becoming even more close. Um, and 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 it's time to uh, it's time to move on. Man. And I think if we don't make that move today, you know, tomorrow might be too late. I'm sure you get what I'm, um, what I'm, what I'm saying. And that's why I'm fascinated in talking to to, to others about that and sort of unpacking it bit by bit. Um, because like, um, you know, with what with what. The long term with Gallery Two Sixty Africa, and that's my company, and that's that's the app we're working on. Is that is that I feel that like um, what what Spotify did to music is unbelievable. Spotify created a platform where mm-hmm. artists now adapt to Spotify. You know, it, usually it was well not the, the record company always had a form of power, but 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 Spotify t- changed how artists conceptualize a song. I mean, the albums are shorter. They, 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 they are punchier, mm-hmm. music is louder. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, 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 there's all these small technical things, which I'm fascinated. I mean, I don't necessarily like the music. In fact, I don't. I think it's formulated. But that's not the point. 
the point the, the point is, uh, is is that these platforms are changing the game and we're not going back yeah. so so, no so, so for us still to still to think that the art galleries are salvation is naive and i think that game is long over so 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 in your case with the with the museums i understand that rigid structure and I always think that some uh, that part of this religious structure because these guys are holding on to money because they know if they must let go or put somebody else in, maybe their bottom line gets uh gets so yeah. This is a weird space. You know, I literally still only have questions, man. I don't have any <laughs> answers for the way forward, especially within the cultural art industry. Yeah, the, our audio is a bit finicky now. Yeah, and um, I yeah. also think just a just a just a uh, let me say let me just share this dream with you. Uh, this yeah. is what this is. Um, you know, you know, um, if you were a sportsman, uh, let's say you play football, um, you play for the national team. You know, you know, you play at FNB. That's ninety thousand people, right? If you fill up ninety thousand people, it's considered a huge achievement. Art. Artists, if we do if we do shows, we get a hundred people. Sometimes it's a lot of people. Um, um, I think that this digital platform, like we can attract ninety thousand audience, eighty thousand, fifty thousand people, uh, uh, because yeah, because everybody can access it via via their phone, and, and and everybody. I mean, I mean, people fall in love yeah. on on their phone. They meet yeah. their future partners. They even they even know some some women can even track the pregnancy. We this yeah, is my wonderful. yeah this is I guess my best friend if you want to put it to like that and 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 and, and I think this is where the future of the museum is as, yeah. as well is the virtual space. That's my no, point. No, no, man. Yeah, yeah, it's your best friend and it's a spy in a pocket. As one person used to say. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, uh, yesterday I got I got I got prompted. My phone. My phone told me that it was on for twelve days straight. And I need to restart it, and I was shocked. Like, <laughs> like, like twelve days. Like, okay. what have I been okay. saying or doing? Like, how much data? <laughs> like, so like it, it is. Home. It's not. It's not a conspiracy that this thing is listening to you and it's watching it you and whatnot. Always it is a gadget. You know, you pass a Wi-Fi spot, it wants to upgrade itself and its software. Yeah. It's like to catch up somehow, even when it's just sitting in your pocket so yeah no it's a it's a beautiful gadget even though it could be as you say a double-edged sword and I, I do think that if people such as yourself with specific moral intentions and whatever developers that you're working with who can like uh, intervene within this i don't know we already gone too far with artificial intelligence which could literally be called racist you know so uh, unless we somehow come up with some of these newer programs and apps or whatever, which have got some kind of boundary and awareness of multiple cultural experiences, not just yeah. There's no, that, there's uh, no, there's no Africa in any of that. But from a pan, from a pan African yeah. um, it's up to us as Africans. Then it's up to us. And I was gonna say that like we can't wait for China. China's not gonna do shit, bro. And you know that Silicon Valley don't care. So, so, yeah. so, so it's up to it, um, it's up to us, and and we've always been, 
I always, I always find it so, so crazy. If you, if you remember the, um, the Arab Spring in the early, in the late 2010s, um, 2011, there, there mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, Facebook was, was used as a revolutionary tool. Um, yeah. That was what, 10, 10 or so years ago, yeah. more, 11, 12 years ago. Cool. Like, um, <laughs> Facebook has, has it all from a revolutionary tool to, I don't know, the devil. Uh, stealing my 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 information i think that's fascinating because i think the same will go with with ai ai will 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 evolve over over 10 years like what it represents today is not what it's going to represent in a few years time and 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 just like you know i think the alt-right more more than anybody adapted to 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 the social media much better than the so-called I mean, I mean, look at look at right wing politics. It's right all over Europe. I mean, look at uh, 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 Italy. Uh, 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 shit, man. Um, the US, um, all over Turkey, like Indonesia. There's there's there is right wing governance all over, and they're using social media to tap into that. Oh, yeah, to, to propagate their messages. Yeah, we can't. My my, my thing as as artists, we can't sit here and complain about it it's time yeah. to develop our, our, our own thing because i mean what i what i find so ludicrous about the argument people always say they're all right of buffoons and this and that and maybe they are maybe the iq this and the iq that maybe they're right but look how popular they are you can't fuck with that i mean you can't fuck with that and they're using the, and they're using technology and like for example I mean, we can go on. I can list multiple examples. Yeah, you can list all of them. Like, I also see them. Like, my kids, they've got TikTok, and there's, like, celebrities on that thing. They, they reach billions of all of us without, with their 30-second clips, and they've got, like, followers everywhere. I mean, those, I things have, those things have power. All my concern is, let's all keep it. Yeah. Yeah, let us so, control so, so, so that's why somebody like, like yourself was, was producing video. You know, you also have a very, you know, very interesting position where you can also manipulate the video, uh, uh, you yeah. know, the the, the, the content, or the, say the story. And, and the messaging of that content. Yeah, man. You, you, you see, uh, uh, that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. I mean, like, from a, from, from a podcast, uh, I know that us. it is, it is yeah, a possibility. One thing, just, just, just my closing point on, on all of this is that, like, um, I know as a podcaster, these platforms love content. Like they, 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 they actually, uh, uh, I think, design in a way that makes it very, very easy for you to keep constantly putting up content. I think they are well, they, these, these developers are well aware of like what we're feeding them and encouraging it to feed them. So I think we must be conscious of what and how we, you know, how we trying to control and build our own platforms and, 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 and so forth. Because we can't have like museums, I guess become just 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 like a relic of the past, you know, like twenty years from now and say, oh shit, never museum, sort of like that. I think it's our generation to to change. But I'm sounding preachy, and I don't like to preach. Um, no, I'm digging so, it because like it feels like you're your element in this conversation. But that's yeah, why I mean, like a podcast. Yeah, I like the idea, for instance, of you having this podcast. I mean, this is like a genius idea. How many of our artists would have not have had an opportunity of telling their own stories as as opposed to always having your story vicariously told by some critic or some reviewer of your work in a gallery? 
Here you can bring artists who can come and elucidate about some of their most internalized concepts that drive their own artistic practices. That's the podcast the, that's the idea. For that. I mean, obviously, possibly you will start to expand and then you can actually invite people into this podcast. But even now, it's doing a great, a great job for the South African and other mm -hmm. African artists. And so keep it up. So it's, it's a Thank brilliant you. concept. And yeah. I appreciate oh, well. it. I appreciate Go ahead, it. Mike. Um, yes. um, let's sort of, let's, um, let's sort of wrap up um, with that. Um, just for my listeners, can you tell us like where can they get hold of any of your work, um, social media handles, that type of thing? Oh, yeah. I don't have a lot of social media, mainly on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> and even there, I, I had to like cancel another account so people might try to look for me and not find me. But uh, I'm not sure whether you're your podcast has got like a Facebook page yeah, or does. not. And then I possibly do. I could just forward you all that detail to I possibly do. put on your Facebook group. Um, my blog is an irrational diary. It's like HTTP colon forward slash forward slash an irrational diary dot blogspot dot com. So I will also just like put it through to you so you can share it with everybody. Yeah, man. Uh, otherwise, my YouTube I'll put all yeah. I'll put all that information in the in the in the in the description. Yeah, in the edit. I'll put yeah. I'll put I'll put all that information in the video. No, cool. And just sort of in closing, my brother, is there is there any sort of um I know you're working with uh, with the museum now, but is there any uh project you were talking about a show that you did with a bunch of guys in Shanghai with during COVID? Is there any exhibition, any yeah, any body work that people can check out well, that's coming up soon? Any film, something like that? Well, not not any of the video art yet, because I've, I'm still trying to negotiate with a variety of galleries, especially in the Northwest, to start having, like, you know, video art exhibitions. So literally, in order for me to have my artwork go into a gallery, I must start that project from <laughs> scratch myself, in order for even the museum or even the gallerists to start seeing the importance of it. So I'm in the process of trying to get some of my video art, which has been exhibited around the world at one place where people can like maybe have a walkthrough for a period of a month. Yeah, if it does happen, it will happen. And I will also inform everybody once it is happening. Yeah, man. And yeah, man. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, Jay, you just keep writing. You keep writing, man. You know, yeah. when is the yeah, and yeah. the most easiest to come up with. It is, and as the most pure form of, um, I'm a big fan of writing um, poetry. I think it's played such an important part in my life. Yeah. I think poetry, more than anything, has shaped me. Art yeah. is great, you know, like, we love this thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, I mean, this thing as in, as, as, as in this industry drives me crazy, yeah. though, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, it does, man. And the but, literary, uh, world, the literary uh, world in itself, online, it, it could find itself in trouble. And I'm hoping that writers see what's coming. I mean, yes, we are talking about translating most of our classics to indigenous languages without uh, having actually talked about why our indigenous languages still use Western alphabets. But then we pursue concepts of translation. And yes, maybe they will also be now topics within the context of AI and how will AI then 
start translating right, our literature nice, into yeah. this language yeah that's a anyway, that's a thank you that's a very that's a very good point actually yeah yeah, yeah. that's actually a very good point but my brother thanks and thanks um thank thanks lotman for sharing um your ideas and thoughts and ideas and views on on everything um like like we're sitting i think it's going to end up in water <laughs> i think i think today's going to be a scorcher it is already a scorcher and i'm supposed to believe that it's yes it's insane here in coach and it's humid because of the rivers and the dams so it's Ish. like yeah Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it was beautiful talking to you, my brother. Thanks, Thank my king. Thanks, my beautiful. Uh, Thanks, my king. I'll be in touch with regards to when I publish the episode. I too. Bless All right, one love. One love. Yes, I. Yes, I.